worship song. Yes, amen. It is the blood. The atoning blood of Jesus Christ. It is the only thing that will wash away your sins. That's right. Period. Period. And there's only one thing, or only one way, that that is applied to your life. Only one way. I'll let the preacher preach about that. But Amen. Thank you, worship team. Don't they do a fabulous job? And uh, I'm still waiting for that first CD from Brother Long. I know it's on its way. Hallelujah. We're so glad you are here today. And uh, it is my privilege to introduce our guest speaker today. And I'm going to just say a couple of things about him. He pastors in Yakima. And, uh, but Brother Steve and I go back a little ways. And I'm going to give you a couple of. I won't tell you the whole stories, but I don't know if, yeah, a couple of them BC. I don't know if he remembers that uh, we got in a little small altercation on in a little old shack I was living in for $75 a month on 10th and Washington. Yeah, right next to me. Yeah. And uh, I remember taking a drive with my older brother John and Sister Clementson to a place called Prosser, Washington one day. Go ahead, tell him that's mine. I was there. And then I also remember being with him at his side when God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And I watched God transform him in a way that I honestly had never saw before. Unbelievable. And uh, he became our Sunday school director right after Brother Earl Ramsey. Then he became our assistant pastor and in that little process of time, he, he had, I had taught junior boys, and, which was a handful, 9, 10, 11-year-old boys, Nathan Brown and Sarah's son, what's his name? Jack Jr. And uh, he'd asked me to substitute and teach the adult class a couple of times, and I finally got to the point where I told him, I said, I, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. It's, you have so many qualified people here, and I, I can't do it, Steve. And he looked at me, and he said, GK, he didn't call me GK. He called me Brother Grant. He says, Brother Grant, he says, you can do this, and you're going to do it. <laughs> and I promise you, I've relayed this story to him many times and I've told it to you. I promise you, Brother Steve, that could have been and it was 
a very turning point in my life. Because it would have been so easy at that stage of my life to feel unqualified to do anything for God. I just didn't have it. But that really was a turning point in my life. Amen. Now I get... I remember a trip on an airplane where they had to carry him off. And then, more recently, I was able to attend his retirement retirement party celebration. And uh, this is probably one of the hardest working men that you'll ever meet in your life. And Brother Steve, I want you to know that you have been that one of those key people in my life that has inspired me. And I appreciate you and love you very much. And we're asking you to come and minister from the Word of the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Grant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He hit me one time, and you I hit him one time. The fight was over. <laughs> Is this yours? No, that's, that's recording. No, it's recording. Oh, podcast. Oh, is it live? You can be seated. <laughs> a long time. I need uh, this boom. Brother Bryant, Brother Long can fix you up. You should take a minute. Tell your, turn your neighbor and say, glad to be in the house of the Lord today. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Wonderful worship service. Amen. You guys are doing a great, fantastic job. Amen. Here in, uh, in Richland. This is my old stomping grounds. <clears throat> you want to go to a historic place. Amen. You can go to 10, uh, 101 Jadwin. Just down the road here. One bedroom prefab. And it's still there. Right. And uh, where's that mic at? Um, that's where I first heard the gospel. Hallelujah. Our friend Wayne Clementson from uh, Kennewick, we asked him to come and obviously he's busy and can't make it. But uh, amen. Dan and Wayne brought me the gospel uh, and told me all about the great tribulation, the coming of the Lord, the World War Three and the world was ending. And then they left and said, have a good day. We got to (laughs) go. And I went under conviction and stayed under conviction for a long time. Amen. uh, Until I went to an altar somewhere and repented of my sin. Praise God. All right. We'll get it. Praise God. All right. Well, stay there. Well, thank the Lord. My wife is uh, taking care of the church in Yakima. She's a better half of my ministry. And uh, somebody asked me today, where's uh, Carol Jean? And, uh, well, she's taking care of the church. uh, And... uh, I asked her to go through all of my notes and throw out anything that wasn't relevant, smart, and intellectual. And uh, so let us stand for the benediction. <laughs> I heard Brother Tinney say that one time. It just cracked me up, man. Praise God. Um, got a call from Grant. And uh, the other uh, text, he said, hey, I want you to come and preach on uh, one of these Sundays. And I think he, he turned that on, tables on me and said, you are coming. And, uh, and so I'm here under his uh, request, and I want to be a blessing to you. Let me tell you something. I got past trying to impress people a long time ago. Right. 
Amen. I don't try to impress people with my dress. I don't try to impress people with my great knowledge of the Word of God because it's very basic. And uh, I'm a basic preacher. I'm a short preacher. How many like short preachers today? <laughs> Jack Gillen told me, said, listen, you usually keep it to 30 minutes. He said, it cut it down a little bit. <laughs> well, you got, a, you got a short preacher in me. I'm getting shorter. I got... I got uh, 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 measured the other day was five foot six and a half from five foot seven, so I'm getting shorter all the time. Praise God. I uh, went, started praying, asking the Lord, "What should I preach?" And and uh, I'm not springing a new message on you, Amen. In fact, this message I preached to our church very recently, and uh, and as I was praying, seeking the Lord, uh, it is a crux of the whole New Testament. Amen. It's what, amen, it's what God is all about. So if you'll take your Bibles and turn to the book of Titus. I'd like to read from the second chapter of the book of Titus, uh, verses 11 through 15. And uh, I'll read it from the New Living Translation and then also from the King James Bible. I want to talk to you simply about the grace of God. Amen. Grace. Hallelujah. Grace. The Bible says this, the Bible says in second or in Titus chapter 2 and verse number 11, for the grace of God has been revealed bringing salvation to all people. All right. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love that. He is our great God and He is our Savior. Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin to cleanse us and to make us His very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary. So don't let anyone disregard what you say. For those of you that only know the King James, it says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For your word today. Your word that is forever settled. It never changes it's as you are, Lord. And Father, I pray, God, that you would work your miracles as you do. Amen. As the word goes forth. Amen. And mixes with our hearts, Lord. Help us to receive it, God. In the name of Jesus, everyone said amen. amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. The uh, uh, time that you and I live in today, amen, is often referred to as the grace age. The grace dispensation, amen, or the day, day of grace. I read an uh, article here recently, amen, and it was about the song Amazing Grace. And it was, it was written in... Uh, 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 around eight, around the 1800s, by a guy by the name of John New Newton, who was an English poet and a clergyman, and uh, 
He wrote this song, Amazing Grace. They said that this song, Amazing Grace, is the most recorded song in history. Said it's been recorded by major uh, recording artists over 6,600 times. Amazing Grace. And it's been, it's been rocking and rolling for 200 years, folks. Amen. It is, uh, uh, one, one person said he, said, he said, I think that that may be one of our theme songs in heaven. Amazing Grace. Hallelujah. And I, I wondered, amen, if uh, Elvis's hound dog will last 200 years. <laughs> amen. I wonder if uh, Michael Jackson's Beat It will last 200 years. Amen. Or Lady Gaga. Amen. Her song, uh, Poker Face. I wonder if those things will last 200 years. I'm of a firm belief that they will not, they will fade out into history. Amen. But amazing grace says something, hallelujah, to the saved. It says something to the Christian. It says something to the church, hallelujah, that is, amen, and uh, will stay forever relevant. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was blind, lost, and now I'm found. I was blind. Amen. And now I see. What a great, wonderful song. Hallelujah. Amazing grace. Amen. We live in the day of grace. It's the dispensation. Amen. And for those of you that don't know what a dispensation is, it's simply a time period in man's history. There are five dispensations that uh, are four up to this point. The dispensation of innocence, which lasted from the creation to the uh, fall of Adam and Eve. Then there was the dispensation of conscience, which lasted from the fall of man to Abraham's day. Then there was the dispensation of the patriarchs. Amen. It went from uh, Abraham to Moses. And then the law of the prophets from Moses unto Christ's day. And now, amen, we, you and I, live in the fifth dispensation. We are fifth dispensation Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The day of grace. Amen. There is a word... uh, uh, the Greek word for grace is charis, and it's where we get our, the word charisma. And uh, sometimes uh, Christians have been referred to as charismatics. I've been involved in that where we've used that as a negative. But let me tell you something. Amen. The, the, uh, a charismatic person just simply means they're a gracious person. They're a person of grace. They've had grace added to their... You call me a charismatic? Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying to be, amen, a gracious individual. Hallelujah. Amen. I live in the day of grace. I ought to exude grace. Amen. I ought to worship at grace. I ought to be excited when somebody talks about grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody that has experienced the grace of God, amen, I have. Hallelujah. And where God brought me from and where God is taking you and I to. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. When you hear hear about the grace of God, you ought to get excited and rejoice in it. Hallelujah. The dispensation of grace began on the day of Pentecost in Acts, the second chapter in the first verse, where the Bible said, Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting appeared on them, tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the beginning, amen, of the grace age. In fact, the, the Bible said when the day of Pentecost, amen, that word day means, is from a Greek word, means, uh, means age. It's an epoch, amen. So you're living in the age of Pentecost. This will continue, has continued for 2,000 years. It will continue, amen, until the Lord comes back. 
When the Lord comes back from the church, that's the end, amen, of the church age, the end of the grace dispensation. 128 times in the New Testament, amen, the word grace is mentioned five times in every book, amen. And I, want, I believe God wants us to get the idea, amen, that we only have a relationship with Him because of His wonderful, magnificent, powerful grace. It says unmerited favor, amen, a divine kindness that He has extended to you and I. Hallelujah. So no matter, amen, how you cut it, amen, you and I are blessed to be living in the grace dispensation. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some people think that because it is the day of grace that they can live any way they want to, do anything they want to do. They're like the Adams family. Go where they want to go. Do what they want to do. Say what they want to say. Don't act, look at me like you haven't seen the Adams family. That's the, the theme song. They think they can do that. In fact, I was talking to a guy at a fireworks booth one day, man, and we were talking about the wonderful blessings of the Lord, and he was a Christian, and he goes, he said, thank God for the grace of God. I can live any way I want, do anything I want to do. Come on. I said, hold it. You know, I sit there, I thought, I said, no, I could just let that go past me and not confront it and be the nice, kind individual that I am, and, uh, or I can confront it. So I decided, well... I think I'm going to confront this line of thinking. I said, so wait a minute. I said, are you telling me that uh, once you come to the Lord that you can, you can go do anything you want to do, say anything you want to say, act any way you want to act, and still be in the grace of God? He said, absolutely. I said, are you telling me that I could walk across here and go to the Bank of America and pull out a pistol and go, hey, yo, give me your money. <laughs> Get their money, go pay tithe on it, as long as I pay tithe on it, you know, and go back home and... And I'd be in the grace of God, you know. He said, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I said, you mean I could go over to East Pasco, and that's where we used to cop spoons of heroin, get a half a spoon of heroin and go get loaded, man, and then go to a prayer meeting and say, thank God. I'm in the grace of God. He said, absolutely. I said, are you telling me that I could pull out a pistol and blow your brains out right here, man, and then I could go to my pastor and say, hey, man, I just got rid of an unbeliever. <laughs> He thought, and he thought a minute, and I could see the, the motor working. I said, see, somewhere you've got to draw the line. Right. Hallelujah. God draws, draws the line, amen, at sin. In fact, the scripture that I read to you said that the word of God, the grace of God, teaches us that we deny ungodliness. We, amen, deny worldly lust, and we live godly in this present world. Hallelujah. That's what grace teaches. Hallelujah. Grace does not... Amen, isn't something that uh, God is going to look the other way. Amen, it's a grace age. We can do anything we want to do. Yo, it's grace. Yeah, man, grace, grace, grace. Thank God for grace. Hallelujah. Amen, but it not mean that God's going to overlook it. It simply means it's a time when the Almighty God manifests His great long-suffering and forbearance and patience with mankind. Grace. Hallelujah. Bible said in 2 Peter 3 and 9, amen, that the Lord isn't slack concerning His promises as some men count slackness. No, He is being patient for your sake. Patient for my sake. Hallelujah. Everyone in, in here ought to say, thank God for His patience with me. His, his long-suffering. Amen. His forbearance. Hallelujah. Praise God. There was a time when God... 
Amen. Winked at ignorance, but not so anymore. Mm. You're not going to be able to uh, claim ignorance. You know, you get uh, pulled over for doing 100 in a 55 mile an hour zone. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Right. Amen. So there was a time that God winked at it. Amen. But the Bible said now he commands men everywhere, all men everywhere to repent. Yes. Hallelujah. That doesn't simply mean coming to an altar and shedding a few tears and going back out and living the life you want to live. Amen. It means coming to an altar and saying, God, I'm sick and tired of the life that I've lived that's not pleasing to you. And Lord, I'm turning away from all of that which is wrong, all of that which is ungodly. And I'm going to turn back to that which is right, correct, holy, and pure, and righteous. Turn away from it. Praise God. Turn away from Amen. People that doesn't that don't lead you in that direction. Right. Hallelujah. He commands men everywhere. Hallelujah to repent. But what if we sin, Pastor Steve? What do we sin? Well, let me tell you something. Amen. Grace is there for when we sin. See, we like to, uh, as Christians, we we have a tendency to you know color code it. Sure. So I got your attention now here, because <laughs> you're afraid of what I'm going to say. <laughs> Everybody sins at one time or another. I don't care how holy and hallowed they think they are. It happens. Amen. But there's a difference, amen, in willfully living in sin after knowing of the truth, amen, and then deliberately sinning and then accidentally doing something or saying something that you wish you hadn't have said. And how many's ever done that? Hallelujah. Amen. For those of you that don't know it, if you did something that you uh, knew that was wrong, amen, that's sin. And so grace, amen, is there. But the scripture says in Hebrews 10, 26, if we willfully sin after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice. Oh, the, the cross of Christ isn't good for us if I, if, I, if I sin. No, it says if you willfully, if you continually, deliberately live in sin. This is the kind of attitude this guy had. And the Bible said there remains no more sacrifice for that kind of sin. The blood of Calvary will not cover sin that people are deliberately living in. For the Word of God calls us to come out from among it. The Word of God calls us to turn our backs on it. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, the word repent means to turn away from that which is wrong and turn back to that which is right. Anybody get anything out of this? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, he's patient now, but under the dispensation of the law, it was not that way. Someone said, oh, I wish I lived back in those times. Go right ahead. <laughs> Have all of it that you want. Right. Had to travel 80 miles today, and amen, I got in my uh, Lexus that has 432,000 miles on it and was able to drive in comfort. And cruise control, hallelujah, and, and, and warmth, amen. I'm so glad I didn't have to start out last night with old Bessie the mule and then get here. Hallelujah. Under the dispensation of the law, amen, Noah's world was destroyed for their sin. Under the dispensation of the law, a lady was stoned for picking up sticks on the Sabbath. Under the dispensation of the law, amen, Achan and his whole family was executed because of his actions at Jericho. Under the dispensation of the law, Korah and rebels died by the hundreds at the base of Mount Sinai for their idolatry. Yeah. 
Amen. Under the dispensation of the law, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Under the dispensation of the law, Israel was sentenced to 40 years of wandering because they just did not believe. King Saul lost his reign and his administration and ultimately his life under the dispensation of the law. I'm glad I'm living under the dispensation of His grace. Hallelujah. Come on, someone shout at me, grace. Everyone say, grace is more powerful than the law. Praise God. In uh, the uh, uh, book of Hebrews, chapter 10 and verse 1, Amen. The Bible said the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of those things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For it is not possible, verse 4, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Hallelujah. Wherefore, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering thou would not, but a body you have prepared for me. Then in verse 9 it says, Then he said, Lo, I come to do your will, O God, and take away the first and establish the second. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ came, amen, he did away with the Old Testament law and established the law of grace. The law that you and I live under. The law that you and I came to Christ under. Without the law of grace, amen, every one of us would have been wiped off of the face of the earth. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Grace. You talk about grace. Amen. I'm talking about something that's more powerful. Hallelujah. Than anything that, that, that in fact, the Bible said that God looked at it and said, it can't get the job done. Come on. And so I'm going to do it with grace. The law could not make us perfect, could not make God's people perfect. So he instituted grace and this is how he did it. He created a body in the womb of Mary, amen, which he uh, lived in and abided in for 33 and a half years. He led that body, hallelujah, to Calvary and gave that body as a sacrifice for your sin and my sin. Grace. Come on, next week you're going to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Amen. It's all because of grace. I remember my dad saying, he, my dad said, well, that was easy. He was, it, he was the Lord. It was easy for him to do that. No, it wasn't. That's why he went to Calvary or went to Gethsemane and prayed. Three times he prayed, let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. Three times he prayed until finally he got to a place where he sweated blood and said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yes. In my life. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. The Bible states that God was in Christ. You, now, you, I don't know. You might have, some of you may have heard a lot of things about me. Oh, he's lost the faith. Why? Because they don't wear a suit? I believe everyone needs to repent of their sin. I believe everyone needs to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe everyone needs to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's what grace brought you and I. That's the only way we can come to Him. It's through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when I, when I think about Calvary, amen, He God didn't go get a fictitious person, amen, and put up on the cross and then turn his back while his little boy died. The Bible said that God was in Christ while he was on the cross reconciling the world unto himself. Praise God. Amen. That's grace, folks. 
He said, I'm going to do it myself. You know, God had the idea, if the job's going to get done, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it right. Amen. Do we have any plumbers in here? I hope we don't have any plumbers because I don't want to offend you. But in the trade I'm in, the plumbers and steam fitters, hey man, the plumbers all, you know, the steam fitters always do it like it needs to be done. <laughs> and then the plumbers said, no, that's good enough. <laughs> all you do is got to have grade on your plumbing. <laughs> and uh, that good enough, that being good enough wasn't good for God. God said, I've got to do it right. It's got to be sinless. It's got to be sinless blood. Amen. I can't find, amen, anybody else with sinless blood. So I'm going to create a body myself and I'm going to go inside of that body, live in that body, and I will become the supreme sacrifice. I will be the one that will pay the price for you and I. Oh, come on. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God deciding to become the supreme sacrifice, amen, is the epitome, amen, of grace. Hallelujah. The law could not make us perfect, amen, but by Jesus Christ going to Calvary, amen, that makes us perfect in his eyes. Are we perfect? No. I'm not. I saw something on... You know, Facebook, it was really funny. I saw this thing uh, in 2000, what was it, 2020 preachers were preaching that Facebook was of the devil. You know, and then later on in 2020, when the pandemic comes, said, follow us live on, on Facebook. <laughs> when Jesus came, he established grace. That's what the scripture says. He established it. That's the thing I like about God. When he establishes something, it's there. It ain't moving. He's established truth. He's established grace. No matter, and, and, the, and the enemy doesn't like this kind of thinking. He doesn't want us to realize that, hey man, there is no reason on God's green earth that anybody should not come to the Lord because there's grace. There isn't any reason anybody should ever give up on serving the Lord. Why? Because there's grace. Hallelujah. Grace is going to take us through. Grace is going to get us there. And grace is going to take us through. God's grace. Not your grace. Not my grace. But the grace of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Grace is more powerful than the, than the law. It's grace what makes us perfect in His eyes. Hallelujah. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter of the Bible said he established grace. And because of his sinful death, hallelujah, we are, we're blessed to live in the grace age. Hallelujah. You know, years ago, um, in Kennewick, we, you know, we were pretty lively there. And I, I appreciate what's going on here. I appreciate this, the presence of the Lord. I appreciate what Brother Grant and Sister Kathleen, amen, have accomplished in coming here. And with your help, couldn't do it without your help. Hallelujah. Amen. You're the light of the world. But hallelujah. We had people that would run the aisles in Kennewick. One day I went, I need to try that. That looks like fun. And so one, uh, Jim Bryant took off running one time, and then I took off running, and I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. And I took off running around the church, and, 
and 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 uh, and if you've ever been to Kenwick, on the right hand side, there's a door. You go through the door. There's a hallway. You go down these steps. Amen. And 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 then the once the steps go down, the ceiling comes down. I went flying through that. I hit the ceiling with my head. Knocked the soup out of me. Had blood coming down my face. I walked into the pastor's office and said, Pastor, let's pray for me. God bless me. That was the last of my last of my run. I used to get excited. It had to be the beat. It had to be the song. It had to be hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to tell you that I've come to a place. Hallelujah. I don't care what the beat is. I don't care what the worship is. Hallelujah. But I do care about grace. And that's what excites my heart. That's what excites me down inside. The grace of God. I am what I am because of His grace. I'm not perfect. Amen. No one's perfect, but we are what we are because of grace. No, we're not what we want to be, but we're not what we... Amen. We're not what we used to be. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to be thankful every day that you live, that you live in the day of grace. You got to write that down. You got to put that... Amen. You know... You know, when you come to church, bring yourself a notebook and write down some of these things. That take home, put it on, amen, and, and say, because of grace, I am what I am. And be reminded of his grace every day. Hallelujah. Their world that we live in, face it, we're living in a, a wicked world. You live in a wicked world. Let me tell you something. The world today is not like it was in the 60s. And... Our world was pretty crazy in the 60s. We had civil rights movement. We had the Black Panthers. We had Vietnam. We had uh, thousands of people uh, in the streets every day. It was a crazy, crazy, but it wasn't as wicked as it is today. Hallelujah. And there are spirits in our world today that would like to take what is clearly wrong and evil according to the word of God, and they want to say that it's right and force you and I to accept what is what is what is right as or what is wrong as right? They want to force us to accept it. We're seeing it on advertisements. We're seeing, hearing it. We're every t- we're faced with it. This is this is normal. This is normal. This is normal. Let me tell you what normal is. This is normal. Everything that's in here is what's normal. Anything outside of the parameters of the book of God is unnormal, abnormal, perverse. And being living in this wicked world, amen, there's something that screams out at me today. Even though that it's a wicked world, the grace of God must, does much more abound. Come on, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I heard a guy one time, he was, I know he was just trying to be dramatic. said he went to San Francisco in the Castro District. Went to San Francisco. And he tapped the driver on the shoulder and said, get me out of here. He said, I can't feel the presence of God. That's against the word of God. Because the Bible said, where sin abounds, grace doth much more there abound. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There isn't a place in our world that grace cannot go. That grace will not go. That grace cannot reach out. That grace cannot change. Amen. Hallelujah. And when, I, when I heard that, Tesla, I just thought, well, you know what? You better read the Word of God again. Mm-hmm. Because grace is greater than sin. 
Amen. It doesn't matter how many people say it's right. It doesn't matter if the White House says it's right. If the Word of God says it's wrong, it's wrong. I saw a bumper sticker one time. The bumper sticker said this. God's Word said it. I believe it. That settles it. Why don't you take out the word I believe it? Because if God's Word says, says it, that settles it. It don't matter if you believe it or not. Hallelujah. Some said, I don't believe in all that after death stuff and amen and, and life after death and heaven. I don't believe in all of that. And I thought, you know, I'd rather live that believing that and then and then go into eternity and find out that it's not true than not live it and then go into eternity and find out that it is true. And someone said, if the first utterings of, of, your, of a person of soul's mouth is uh-oh in eternity, there's problems. Come on, folks. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Hallelujah. Praise God. Grace. Oh, man. I remember one time when I was young. I used to live here, 303 Douglas, 1414 Thayer, 101 Jad, 153 Vestry Metella, 714 North Neal. Just around here, all all the time and my earliest memories I was a thief I did I, I went to Lewis and Clark school and one day all of the teachers red pencils were missing <laughs> they opened they had those desks where you know they were connected and you could sit in the desk and you open up the thing and they open up the, the thing and there was like 50 red pencils in it <laughs> They say, how'd they get there? Hey, yo, I don't know. It, I had a problem with that, stealing, taking things that didn't belong to me. And uh, one day I, I did, I took some, got popped, and my dad took me down to uh, the basement at 5303 West Sumatilla, and I knew what was coming. Now, you can talk to Kelly about it. He knew how to whip. <laughs> He was a child abuser. No, he loved us. And he adored me. <laughs> and he took me down there. See, when, when, when Dad whipped you, he had these Wellington boots. Wellington boots are just pull on black. And then he'd put your head in between your, his ankles, and then he'd lock them in. And you were like there with your rear end up to the... You ain't going nowhere until he's done. And he, you know, he used to give about three or four good whacks, and uh, <clears throat> I knew it was coming. And and all of a sudden, I just started, I just started, I burst out bawling. You know, I, I couldn't have been. It was, had to be in '63, so I was probably 11 years old. I just burst out bawling, man. And and I said, Dad, I don't want to be a thief. I don't want to steal. I don't want to do that. That's just something in me. I don't know what's wrong with me. And my dad started crying. And. Held me to him, and I'm thinking, hey, it's working. <laughs> and, uh, and Dad looked at me and he said, he said son, there's, if you don't change, there's going to come a time when they will come and take you away from me, and there won't be anything I can do about it. And, and I, Dad gave me grace. 
one of the few times that my dad gave me grace, something that I, des something that I didn't deserve. Was I guilty? Of yeah, I was guilty of sin. Amen. But, amen, he gave me grace. Hallelujah. One of, and I, I think about that so many times. I was driving down the road one day uh, from uh, Moses Lake on a job in Moses Lake going to Yakima on a, on a uh, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. And, and uh, my brother-in-law, Roger, called me and said, Hey, Steve, he said, he said, they just passed a thing in Olympia that you can do 80 miles an hour on that highway. He said, uh, and he said, if you get pulled over by a cop, you just give him the peace sign, he'll let you go. Hey, I didn't fall off the tater cart yesterday. I said, get out of here, man, and, you know, hung up. And, and so it was bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, and, and so I was in the left-hand lane, and I seen a car behind me, and it, I can't remember if it flashed its lights or whatever, but they wanted to get by. So I, I pulled over, and, and he went by me, and, uh, and he, I mean, people were getting out of his way, and, and I thought, well, I'm just going to use this guy as a pace car. And he was doing about 80 miles an hour, and so I said, well, I'll just follow him, you know. It's like Moses opening the Red Sea. <laughs> then I seen him pull over, and I passed him, and I went, well, I wonder why he pulled over. I looked over, man. It was a sports car with red and blue flashing lights. And he pulls me over. And so he, I'm going, oops. <laughs> and I said, he comes up to me, he goes, he goes, Hey, he said, uh, <clears throat> when I got behind you, he said, you did move over to let me pass. He said, but you didn't use your blinker. <laughs> and wow. He said, then I got up next to you and seen you was talking on the phone. But this is just as they introduced all this. You were talking on the phone with the hand. And I said, hmm. He goes, then I looked and saw you didn't have your seatbelt on. He said, but I let all that go by. He said, and then you used me as a pace car. <laughs> I said, I'm guilty of all four of them. I've done it. You saw it. I've done it. And, uh, and he said, uh, I'd get some hands-free stuff for your phone. He said, and he, and, and he let me go. And as he went to walk away, I went, peace, brother. <laughs> what, why'd you tell us that story, Pastor Steve? I'm telling you that because... That was extreme grace on that officer's part. Hallelujah. Amen. When we look at our lives and we look at the things that we're guilty of, amen, and we come into the presence of the Lord, amen, we don't feel guilty. We don't feel a guilty conscience. Why? Because grace has been applied to you and I. We don't feel, well, I can't come to Him. Amen. The Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and help in the time of our need. Why? Because of grace. Because of grace. Hallelujah. Mercy is not getting what we deserve, and grace is getting what we do not deserve. Not one of us deserve Jesus, amen, and Calvary. Hallelujah. The epitome of love is Jesus on the cross. Amen. Jesus on the cross paid for something he didn't owe. Amen. And received on the cross something he did not deserve. And by doing that, you and I receive something we did not deserve, and that's the grace of God. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now and thank Hallelujah. you for grace. Grace in your life. Grace. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mighty God. When we think of our, and I'm, I'm about, I'm about done. I'm about closed. Reminds me of Jeff Arnold saying that I'm not done. I'm about done. I'm almost done. Five more minutes. Some kid asked his parents, says, "What does that mean, Mom?" Nothing. <laughs> but I, I'm not a long-winded preacher. But when I, when I, when I, you and I that are saved, and we think about our sinful state and our wicked nature, and we realize because of grace we are now set free. It causes us to rejoice. Brother Clifford, I just had him throw up a couple pictures. He got a great picture of me and my buddy Tim. There we go. Now, Tim is standing next to me. That's my dog, George. I sent that, I sent that picture to him the other day. And uh, he's, he, he, he sent us back. Sent, you know, said, man, he goes, what memories? He goes, what was that dog's name? Couldn't remember George's name, but and uh, but I, I I think of what I used to be. Put the other picture. Did you get the other picture, Cliff? Nope. There I am. That's you. Wow. That's my graduation picture. That was taken when I was doing 20 years in the penitentiary. And uh, wasn't bad looking. Could have used a haircut and a shave, but. When I came to the Lord, grace changed me. Grace changed me. One of the first things I did was, was cut my hair. Now I was wishing it could grow more. I'm at, I'm at the age in my life where my hair has quit growing here, man, and it's growing here. So when I go, and then back here we you know the Smith look at look at my brother Kelly the Smith curse is the is the forehead Smiths don't have foreheads we have five heads yeah that's what you're looking forward to getting but yeah I show people these pictures and tell people what I used to be and how that God took me out of a world of sin. And took the sin out of me and, and changed me. And, and, I, and I went from a life of just wanting to get high and, and get loaded. And amen, it was all about me. Amen, until I came to a place and, 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 and came face to face with grace. And grace said, hey, it's not all about you. It's about Jesus Christ and what he wants to do in your life. What he wants to do with you. Go ahead, you, you turn it up. I think about that I get excited. Hallelujah. And, and uh, I've always been one of the, the loudest ones. Amen. But it, it's not because I want to be seen. It's not because I want to be heard. Hallelujah. I've had numerous people try to get me to come preach. I'm not, I'm not looking to be heard or looking to be seen. Amen. Or looking to be remembered. Amen. But what I do want to do is, is tell people what grace has done for me. Amen. And when you tell people about it, they just... They can't believe it. And so you show a picture of what you used to be and amen and what you are now. Hallelujah. In fact, that last picture, my wife, when we were uh, we were dating, I took her to my house and dad had that picture up on his on his up on over the window. 
Carol. You know, Carol was raised in a preacher's home. Dan Leslie, you know, she was sheltered, just a young girl. She was 18 years old, and, and uh, she's going, who's that? Well, that's my brother Kelly, and that's so-and-so. And then they got to that picture. She said, who's that? <laughs> so, well, that's, me. that's what I used to be. But I'm not that anymore. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Grace has changed me. Grace will change you. Grace will teach you. Hallelujah. Amen. And all of us, amen, can, can, can rejoice because our sinful nature, amen, is changed because of blood of Calvary. The, the scripture that I read to you said, amen, there's no guilt. If you, this guy here, if we sit down and told you some of the things we did, Intent, but we're not going to tell you everything. Forget it. There's some things that need to remain in the closet. Amen. Amen. But we remember. Yeah. And if we start digging down into our memory banks, I mean, we can bring up things that we're ashamed of. We bring up things that, but because of grace, amen, I never, hardly ever think about it. I don't have any guilt. I can come boldly to God because of His grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can only do that if you make Calvary a personal, a personal thing and realize, amen, that he did it for you and I. Hallelujah. And so those that have taken, taken part in the gospel, repented of your sin, turned away from it, have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The grace of God has been presented to you, has appeared to all men. And then when... God looks at us. All he sees is the blood. All he sees is the blood. And you know what he says? Justified. 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 Well, what about old brother? Justified. Hallelujah. Justification. Amen. Because of grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. The devil likes to throw things in your face. When you do, amen, grace pops up. Says, uh-uh, uh-uh. He's under grace. She's under grace. Hallelujah. God's grace brought Noah and his family the ark. In fact, you can read in Genesis 6 and 8, Noah found what? Grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's grace brought the Israelites the law and the tabernacle plan. God's grace did. God's grace brought you and I, Jesus Christ, his life, his teachings, his death, his burial, and the resurrection. Where that we can be saved. Hallelujah. On our way to glory. On our way, folks. Yes. And one of these days, these eyes are going to close and spiritual eyes are going to open and you're going to find yourself at the gates of pearl and the street of gold. Amen. At the throne of Christ. And it will be all because of grace. Hallelujah. Thank you. This, this life is only pretty short. Pretty short. Saw someone that was like 99 years old the other day. It's like a vapor that appeared for a while and then it's gone. But I, I think, was that, was that you, Tim, that said, where'd the time go? Uh, yeah. Just, it's like a vapor that appears for a little time. Hallelujah. Here's the great thing about grace. Amen. You give God your little time. Amen. And grace will give you an eternity. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God.
Hallelujah. The longer that I live, the more I realize how much I need the grace of God. Amen. Amen. In closing, I told you it didn't mean much. But in closing, one day I was driving down the road in my car in, in 1986, my, my four popper Volvo. And uh, I looked behind me, I was on 205, I looked behind me and there was a guy on a motorcycle, big bearded, burly guy, you know, cut off vest, man. He's right on my tail. I'm in the middle lane. There's a lane over here. There's a lane over here. He could go to either lane, but he's right on my tail. See, he owned the freeway. <laughs> and he get, you know, I thought, well, if he wants to go around, let him go around. I'm not stopping. He gets up right next to me, man, and gives me the Hawaiian good luck sign. <laughs> and, you know, I just took this password. I'm a preacher, and I went, Are you talking to me? Nah, he flipped me off again. It, it, I, I, I just, I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And my wife's going, Gonna kill us on Memorial Day! He's gonna kill us on Memorial Day! <laughs> Why'd you say that, Pastor Steve? Because I sinned. I pooped up. I didn't plan on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, but, uh, amen, I needed grace. And you know what? Amen, I, I come to grace and come to the cross and I find grace and I find help, amen, to help me in, in my time of need. Hallelujah. The longer I live, the more I realize how much of His grace I need. And let me tell you something. If I need it, y'all need it too. Y'all need grace. Every day that you live, Hallelujah. I'm glad God didn't say, okay, I'm going to forgive you one time and that's it. On. Someone said, hey, I've given God so many times and reason not to love me and not give me grace. Amen. But he has not changed his mind. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's the grace of God that has appeared, amen, to all men. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you stand with me today? Praise God. I still believe in amazing grace. I still believe there's power in the blood. I still believe He walks with me and He talks with me. I still believe that because He lives, amen, we can face tomorrow. Hallelujah. What is the difference between the world outside of the church and the church itself? Nothing but grace. You're not better than them. They're not better than you. Amen. The difference is grace is in your life. Hallelujah. What's the difference in the Christians and the alcoholic? Grace. Christians and drug abusers? Grace. Christians and thievery? Grace. Christians and unbelievers? The grace of God. That's the difference. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands to heaven right now. We're going to give you opportunity to come pray. If you're, let me tell you something, if your life isn't under grace today, 
and you're not you're not ready to meet the Lord, it can be under grace in a matter of seconds. All it takes is a change of mind. Amen. Coming, amen. You, you can do it in a chair. You don't even have to come to the altar. You can say, you know what? Amen. I'm tired of living the life I'm living. I'm going to live for God. Amen. Lord, I, I want to be saved. And God will apply His grace to you. God will give you enormous grace, new grace, magnificent grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And then you can rejoice. Amen. That your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Praise God. Come on, let's praise Him. Hallelujah. I'm done. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm opening the altar. Hallelujah. Time. Amen. If you feel like praying, I want you to come and pray. Hallelujah. You want to give your heart to God. Amen. You can do it right there in your seat where you are at. Hallelujah. It doesn't take much. Amen. It just says, Lord, I want to live for you, God. I don't want to be a thief. I don't want to be a liar. Amen. I don't want to be lost, God. Hallelujah. I want your grace in my life. Change me, God. Mold me and make me what you want me to be. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, God. Andalabo kotole ando mosando la bakata